Hey, it's Rachel, and this is the Birds of a Feather podcast. I started this podcast to highlight how we all have more similarities than differences. So let's dive right in and talk about unity. Not in the sense that we'll all think the same way and agree on everything, but in the sense that we are human beings. And I hope we can all agree that as humans, we crave connection. Connection is something that takes time and we have to make room for. I think the best way to keep in touch with humanity is to keep a soft heart that hears the heartbeat of the person next to us, even when our emotions overtake us, even when we don't agree, even when it feels like the world is on fire. One of my trains of thought here is that love and conversation are a two-way street. One can make room for the other. So I wanted to share one of my stories that shows how love can make room for conversation. When I was in college, I managed a tanning salon. It was peak season, really busy. Always a full schedule and a full lobby of people waiting. There was rarely room for a walk-in, but we had this one customer. I'll call her Jennifer. She was tiny but feisty. Very feisty and not in a cute way. Maybe more like scrawny and scrappy. She was loud and fierce, and I think we were all a tiny bit afraid of her. She would rush in the door with a huff, always in a mood. And if there wasn't an open slot for her, she would pretend that she had made an appointment and that we must not have written it down. She would make a huge scene in the lobby and make everyone in the room uncomfortable. I think we all cringed when we saw her headed towards our doors and immediately said a little prayer looking at the schedule hoping her name was already there. We usually did whatever we could to try to put her in any tanning bed, just so we could quiet the madness because the customer is always right. I remember getting calls at home from my staff practically in tears, asking what they should do, and I could hear her screaming her daily demand in the background. I would ask them to put Jennifer on the phone so I could calm her down. Then I would get my staff member back on the phone to calm them down and have them take care of her. I secretly couldn't wait for her month membership to run out and hope she wouldn't sign up again. It was rough. You get my point. One day she came in and I just absolutely could not squeeze her in and her ride had already driven off. She began to scream at me, you know, it was my fault that she didn't make an appointment and that her ride had already left. She asked if she could use our phone and I reluctantly said yes. The person on the other end couldn't do what she wanted, and now she was screaming at the top of her lungs, and my customers in the lobby were very tense. As soon as she slammed the phone down, and before I could even think about what I was doing, something came over me, and I rushed at her and hugged her, and she immediately began to sob on my shoulder. Both of our walls came tumbling down. We actually became friends. We hung out, she invited me into her home, and even introduced me to her children. And as I began to know her better and understand her story, I understood her anger, and my heart softened even more. I'll tell you what came over me. I heard her broken heart inside of her screams. And you know what? I was sad when she didn't renew her membership and we lost touch. But as long as I live, I will never forget that defining moment. When everyone was uncomfortable, but I heard her heart with my heart and I did something about it. On the flip side, I want to talk about how conversation can make room for love. I love those romantic comedies where the main characters, who start out as rivals, end up falling in love. 
The writer creates a scenario where two people are introduced and usually can't stand each other. And then something happens where it's unavoidable that the two get to know each other. One of their stories comes out. It shows their softer side and explains why they are who they are. The barriers start to break down and they fall in love. For the most part, if you listen long enough to someone's story, you will almost always find something you can relate with. Now, am I saying that we should hug everyone that is screaming their full head off? No. Or that we should fall in love with everyone that we can relate to? Not even a little. I'm saying that loving people can be a tricky business. I'm saying that we don't have to agree on everything to connect with and respect people. I'm saying the person next to you might just need a listening heart or ear. But don't get me wrong, there are times we have to protect our hearts and love people from a distance. Sometimes from a very far distance. I also wanted to talk about emotions. They are a wild and beautiful thing. They can compel us to stop right in our tracks. Have you ever seen a child start to cry and then another child in the room starts crying because the first child is crying? Their innocent hearts are so easily connected and they can't handle their sweet emotions. A picture of pure humanity at its finest. As adults, when emotions come bubbling up, we generally have more control over them, or we try to. Almost every time I see a woman cry, an apology for crying comes swiftly after the first tear. But there is something powerful when an adult cries. If our hearts are soft, our defenses fall away, and we connect immediately with their vulnerability. Emotions are a good thing. They are kind of like car dashboard notifications saying, Stop everything, pay attention, look over here. They are indicators saying, Here is something so lovely, or We have a problem. If it's lovely, we want to tune in and get closer, and if it's a problem, we typically want to jump in and fix it. But what if we take it one step further, transition to looking at emotions like indicators that simply state that we need more information so we can make a decision about how to move forward? And even better, if we can take a minute to look at the situation through the lens of our values. The values that we already have set in place in our lives become our safety nets. They can save us from too many knee-jerk responses that we have to apologize for later. I have a couple of close friends who I rarely see eye-to-eye with, and I keep them close because I want to hear someone else's opinion. One that is opposite of mine. I want to know what makes them tick and understand them better. I want to know why they think what they think and why they believe what they believe. And I have learned some very interesting things and surprisingly had my own mind changed a time or two. I have learned that it is very possible to love someone on the other side of my own beliefs. We walk on this earth together, so the question is, how can we make it better? Do we have the capacity in our lives to love others? Can we make room in our schedules and at our tables? Because we all have stories. We all have layers and layers of stories that make us who we are. Are we willing to hear them? What happens when we meet people right where they are? When we trade in our judgment for a seat at their table and ask questions and listen for their point of view, I'm almost certain we'd understand them better and might even love them a little. Love conquers all, and unity is right on the other side of it. Thanks for listening today. 
Oh, and one last thought. We can't take away someone else's pain, but sometimes we can neutralize it with love. So let's go love people and enjoy the day.